0: Okay. <clears throat> we just started Isadalog. The Rebbe said there are two different Pshatim in Lavir La Vira Michukirze Necha. Lashkikum Tara Secho to forget your tarah. The tarah, forget that the it's the Avishth's Tara. La Vira Michukirse Necha. So the, the first Pshat the Rebbe says is Davka Hukim. The second Pshat the Rebbe says even Aidus and Mishpat. How's that work? So let's just start again from the beginning of of Pia and this can be understood based on that which is well known. Ma'amar of the Friedlander Rebbe, Shagama Mitzvahs and Mishpatim, not just there, many places. The Edus and Mishpatim also, a person has to fulfill those mitzvahs because they're the Ratzon of a Kadosh Baruch or Kamei Chukim. We don't. Not steal because it makes sense not to steal. We don't steal because the Abishah said, don't steal. Just like the Abishah said, don't eat milk and meat. So, what does that mean? So, that explains that at length here. The Inyan Ze, this idea, that even those mitzvahs, that there is a reason, and a reason that human intellect can understand, a person has to fulfill them person has to fulfill them because they're the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch and not because they make sense to him. This is not only from the point of view, from the side of the person who's Mekayim, the mitzvah. What does that mean? That his mitzvahs, his performance of mitzvahs, Tzarech has to be has to be in the in the way of a servant serving. So it's not a function of his intellect, it's a function of his bittle too, a Hu, He's doing this because Akarishbarhu said, so not because it resonates in his intellect, not only because of that. Dafka, that this is Dafka a Samits. That a person reaches this state, again we're saying this is not shot in how you relate to the to the mitzvahs that resonate in, in intellect. It's not simply that the person who does the mitzvah transcends his intellect and says, okay, even though I understand this, I'm going to do this because the Kodesh Baruch Hu said so. Shezehu <speaking in Hebrew> that this is specifically when he's makayim mitzvahs, he performs the mitzvahs. <speaking in Hebrew> not because of the reason, <speaking in Hebrew> but because of the command of the Master. Not only that, because that's us You could say it like this: a mishpat makes sense, but I don't. I'm not m'kayim the mishpat because it makes sense. I'm m'kayim the mishpat because the Kodesh told me to. Okay, that's all mitzvah me. But that doesn't say anything about the mishpat. The mishpat is still a mishpat. It's still something that ultimately resonates in seichel. And I have overcome that and over or, or, somehow transcended that. And I do the mitzvah. I, I don't steal because the Kodesh said don't steal. Not because it makes sense to me not to steal. No, it does make sense to me not to steal. And Halakha makes sense. The mitzvah makes sense. Rabbi said, "There's a higher level. It's also mitzvah the mitzvah Kikol mitzvahs, all mitzvahs. Gama mitzvah tam. Even those mitzvahs that have a reason. There's still the ratzon of a Baruch Hu, which really is ratzon shalemay lemitam." Ultimately, the source of the mitzvah is a place beyond intellect. Aye, ah, the Rebbe's going to explain. There are certain mitzvahs that for whatever reason are mislavesh in seichel. But that doesn't mean that's the source of the mitzvah. The source of the mitzvah isn't seichel. Even the Ebertur is seichel. The source of the mitzvah is the is ratzin. So that's the same as a, a, a choik and a mishpah the same that way. And we'll see if the Rebbe's going to say even more. Ratzin shelemail mitam. Right. Rak, shekach gazar HaKadosh Baruch Hu that the, of the Creed. decreed the That the will of these mitzvahs will also be clothed in tam. The Ebsher created us in such a way that we understand intuitively that murder is wrong. Why did he create us that way? I don't know. He could have created us in such a way that intuitively Basa is wrong, and murder wouldn't make sense to us. It's, it's nothing, right? It's no... It's not that one mitzvah is any more reasonable than the other mitzvah. It's true sharish. It's true source. Because what's its true source? Some mitzvahs, for whatever reason, are mislavish in tambadas and the reason that, and this is a very important thing that I remember once learning with. Uh, you well, know, the simple guy who's a, who goes to shul in a chabad house in Miami, simple guy, I mean, you know, he, he's not a simple guy in life, but in terms of Torah knowledge, is a simple guy. But he, you know, ran an enormous empire, business empire. It he, he wasn't his, it was someone else's. Sorry, it's just going to keep more mazel tops today. So, so uh, uh, he, he, he ran this business for someone else, but it was a major, 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 you know, basically the, the biggest communications business in Venezuela though they ran it from Miami because the guy who ran Venezuela wanted to kill him so so, uh, so it was safe to be in Miami so the uh, this guy we were sitting and learning and he once said something that that there, there are Russian Yeshiva and Yerushalayim who don't understand this idea but he had learned enough Chassidus with his rabbi in Chabaros that he understood it the reason that human intellect understands intuitively that murder and 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 theft are wrong is because the Torah calls those mishpatim. It's not that they're called mishpatim because we understand them. We understand them because the Torah calls them mishpatim. And our intellect comes from the Torah. The Abishal looked in the Torah and created the world. So he looked in the Torah, so to speak, and this is called a mishpat. That means that the creation that comes out of this must understand that intuitively. And what if what if were called a mishpat in the Torah? So then we'd understand Baza intuitively. The Torah is the source of it, not human intellect. The Torah doesn't reflect human intellect. Human intellect reflects the Torah. That's so what happens to be that the Torah says, "Elu mishpatim, These are the mishpatim that you should put in front of them. And what are they? Well, there's murder, and there's and there's stealing, and all sorts of you know basic mundane, you know, what we might call, you know, in in a, in a secular terms, mundane laws relative to the way society runs. Okay, so it makes sense for human sake. I mean, most human societies have laws against stealing. Why? Wow, it makes sense. You can't have a society people are stealing from each other. That just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work because I have to be able to walk down the street and know that I'll get there with my same sneakers. You know, because if someone steals my sneakers on the way, then I don't have shoes. Okay, so that makes sense. So I have to. So there, there has to be some sort of rule that you can't steal things from other people. Okay, you can ask, but you can't take. Fine. Okay, that makes sense. But the reason that makes sense is because the Torah calls that a mishpat. And if the Torah called Baza of a Mishpat, that would make just as much sense. What would we look like? I don't know. It would we, be a little different. Our Seichel would work in a completely different way. But what does it make? Our Seichel works the way the Torah decides that our Seichel works. That's the way human intellect works. Okay. So also Mitzat the Mitzvah, meaning a Mishpat is not really something that it, it, it's, it, I mean, it's, not, it's not, not, in no way, shape or form is it something that is sourced in Seichel. Its source isn't Seichel. Its source is the Ratzan of kaddish Baruch the will of kaddish Baruch which is completely beyond Seichel. Even kaddish Baruch Hu is Seichel. Okay, but what? It's mislavation. in Seichel. That, for whatever reason, kaddish Baruch decided that this particular expression of his Ratzan will also resonate in Seichel. And that's called a Mishpat. And this one won't resonate in Seichel. And that's called a Chayik. There's no difference between the two. And that's such an important thing to understand. You know, you talk to people, religious people, normally, a mishpat, oh, these are the laws that the Torah wrote that human intellect understands as, as if humans came before the Torah, and the Torah is reflecting human reality. No. Human reality f- reflects the Torah. It's exactly the other way around. What's in the mitzvah these particular mitzvahs, so their desire, their, their will, will be Slavish. They'll also be clothed in some reason. The lawyer, not only that, it says something much deeper and much much more essential. also the reason of mitzvahs. la as they are truly, they're beyond the understanding of human intellect. Meaning, according to the Ebristers Chokhmah, why is murder a bad idea? I haven't got a clue. Because <laughs> I don't know how infinite Chokhmah understands reality. And that's really the seichel of don't murder. right? How you and I understand it, okay, that's how limited human intellect understands that. Now, the fact that we can understand it is because it's mislavish and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chokmah. right? That rotson of a Baruch Hu, that will of a Baruch Hu comes down into a state of the Chokhmah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is a an aspect of godly reality. And the, you and I have chokmah because there's chokhmah in godliness. So there's chokhmah in people. Right? There's intellect in people because there's a state of reality in a Kodesh Baruch that we can refer to as intellect. We understand what that means because we have it. But we don't have his. We have ours. And ours is limited and his is unlimited. So what does unlimited intellect say about don't murder? How am I supposed to know? Right? Ask a four-year-old why you don't steal. Ask a 40-year-old why you don't steal. I think you'd probably get a different reason. Why? Because the intellect of the 4-year-old isn't quite as sophisticated as the intellect of the 40-year-old. But at least they're they're relative one to the other. Because the 4-year-old is going to be a 40-year-old. And it's just a lower level of the same intellect called human intellect. What does infinite intellect say about not stealing? I don't know. I don't know what the real reason is not to steal. How am I supposed to know? I know what human intellect will tell you about not stealing. And it's perfectly reasonable, according to human intellect. God's intellect will tell you much more sophisticated ideas, I assume, which we couldn't understand because they're infinite and we don't understand infinite. It's not where we live. Mm. Oh. It's strong. I poured boiling water over the coffee this morning. I never do that. It came out of that little kettle. It's much stronger than water coming out of a cup that walked downstairs and cooled off, blah, blah, blah. Ooh. My father, Olaf of used to say that puts hair on your chest. <laughs> a cup of coffee like that puts hair on your chest. <laughs> That's what he used to say. I don't know whether it's true. Hmm. But if he said it, it must be true. He's my daddy <laughs> yeah. So Of course, he's going to say the truth. Also, the reason of mitzvahs, as they are in their truth, they're beyond our understanding. The the true reason for mitzvahs, are as they resonate in the wisdom. And since the Kaddish Baruch's wisdom is also ain't so if it's infinite, particularly, of course the Rambam says this, is a very, very difficult idea to understand because we don't live in a world of unity. (coughs) But the Rambam explains the idea of Hashem Echad. What does it mean Hashem is one? So the simple pshat that most people understand is one, and there's not another one. But there's much deeper understanding. When you say Shema Yisrael, Hashem, Elokein, Hashem, Echad, that's not what you mean. I hope that's not what you're thinking. Because that's not pshat. Read Shuchon Aruch, see what pshat is. Pshat is that Dalid, the four corners of the world, and Ches, the, this, the earth and the seven levels of Shemaim, are all completely bottled to the Echad. They have no existence relative to the Echad, to the And also that the Kodesh Baruch is an essential state of absolute unity. Even though we talk about ten spheres, and we can talk about higher levels and lower levels, ultimately Kodesh Baruch is in a state of absolute unity. So those ten spheres are all an expression of complete oneness and are one with His being. You and I are what's called a composite being. We're made up of all sorts of things. There's one of us. There's one person, but that one person, I mean, in a physical sense, that one person is made up of, you know, just millions and billions of little things all you know, floating around held together by saran wrap. Okay, per But But uh, on, on, uh, even on a deeper level, right? What are you a, a, a composite of? Your intellect, your emotions, your imagination, your, your, your creativity, right? all, all sorts of different things that all go into and are different parts of a whole human being. Now, what if we were to take one of them away? So you would still exist. If we were to take away your will, they used to do that, to hardened criminals in America in the 50s, it was called a frontal lobotomy, Mm -hmm. right? Repeat offenders of violent crimes in America, they would perform an operation on them and they would sit in a chair and drool for the rest of their life. It's called a frontal lobotomy. It's the part of the brain that's responsible for what you and I would call rotsin, even though rotsin we know is a kaiyach makif. But the, it's the part will, you know, that the drive that a person has. Okay, so they would take that out, and the person would just sit there with no nothing, just blah. Right? Okay, they weren't going to commit any more violent crimes. That's for sure. Right? They had to be fed. Okay, not okay. They fought it and don't do it anymore. <laughs> But that was, that's what they used to do. Okay, so now, does that person exist any less? Of course not. You took away a very, very important part of their life, but that doesn't mean they have less life. Their life isn't much of what you and I would call a life, okay, but that doesn't mean they exist less, right? If you kill them, are you Chayiv Misa? Of course you're Chayiv Misa. You killed a living human being, right? But wait a minute, he doesn't have this important aspect of humanhood. What difference does that make? Still a human. As human as someone who does have that peace. Nothing didn't diminish his life in any way. Again, you diminished the quality of life, but not the fact that he is alive. He's as alive as he was before. Why? Well, because you took away a piece. But that piece was just one piece. That's how we work. God? That's a state of absolute unity. There's no such thing as taking away one thing and, and so to speak something else is left. It's all in a state of absolute oneness which is something you and I can't ultimately understand because we don't live in such a in such a reality. And the Rambam himself, after explaining it, says it's something the human intellect can't understand and the Ravid gets very upset at the Rambam and says, well, why are you talking about it if people don't understand what you're talking about? Okay, that's the Rambam and the Ravid. That's what they like to talk about. Right? Okay. The raibut gets very incensed at the Rambam and says, this is it's crazy, why does he, he explain something and say and you can't understand it? So then don't talk about it, you're just confusing people. Like, no, I mean, I think most people would say that the Rambam didn't exactly confuse people, that we understand that there, we, we have to deal with the idea of who He and his wisdom are one, God's attributes and God's being are one. You and I are not like that. We are composed of all sorts of different things that work in harmony to create one person. God doesn't work that way. He's not a composite being. He is absolute oneness. So all of these ten are still in a state of absolute oneness with each other and with him. How does that work? I don't know. All right, we, we don't live there. But that's what he is. And that's what you mean when you say Hashem Echad. That's the deeper meaning of Hashem Echad. That even though there's ten spheres, he's so one that he can be ten and he's still one. You and I are really ten, or more, of all sorts of different aspects of our being. And, and you could theoretically take away something and the person would live just as much. Take, take, away, take away an arm of someone, God forbid. He's less alive? Well, obviously his life is different. The quality of life is different, but he's still alive. And and if you kill that person, you're based in as if you killed the person with, with four arms. What difference does it make? There's no less alive. There's something called being, and then there's something called function, and being, (coughs) that's unfortunately something that people are losing understanding of in the world, which is why they're willing to kill babies if they think their function isn't going to be 100%. Meaning, you know, they're they're already, I mean, the democratic platform already calls for, and Hillary Clinton called for, late-term abortions. 6th, 7th month. That's a vine. That's a baby. I mean, you know, I, the thing—the thing at two weeks is also a baby, per se. You know, certainly at two months, when most abortions take place, it's, it's a baby. It's just—it's a very, very poorly formed baby at this point. But just leave that thing in there. It's—it's it's got as much being as a forty-five-year-old just doesn't have a lot of function but they don't believe in being they only believe in function because function is external reality being is internal reality they stop believing in internal reality so there's only something called function so this thing isn't functioning so I'll kill it because there's no being There's there's a car and a baby what's the difference a car that breaks down what do you do you junk it what do they do in Europe certain countries in Europe to people who break down they junk them they kill them they're old, burden on society. What did Aristotle and, and and Socrates say to do to old people? Kill them. That's what they did. Why? Burden on society. If you don't believe in being, so then you just believe in function. So this person doesn't serve any function. So get rid of them. It's like the the, the what's what are they? The, the what's called the people who <laughs> killed who killed the, the the deformed babies back in. In, in Athens. Athens. Athens, yeah, Athens. Yeah, Athens that's I'm talking about right. so- Socrates, so those guys, you know, the, 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 the foundation the born. foundation mm-hmm. of Western civilization, of enlightened Western civilization, so to speak. That's what they called to do, that's what they did. And okay, the Spartans were more into it than the Greeks, but the Greeks were also into it. Well, who's into it the now? Spartans, the Spartans, Spartans Well, was who I was well who's into happened. it now? That's basic policy in, in every American hospital. You check the baby, see if it's healthy, and if you don't, if it's not healthy, you abort it. Not every hospital. Well, no, it doesn't mean that every doctor in every hospital is doing that. But you could, you can. Very, um, I can imagine. I, I can't imagine there's an American hospital where you can't get that done. There's a law in Georgia, I think, oh, that, okay. that, that you can't do late term. It's only like. No, I'm talking early. Months. I'm talking two months. Oh, okay, okay. So you're talking right. two months. Okay. You check the yes. baby, see if the baby's okay, and if not, you off it. That's just what everybody does. Right? Now, well, how's that any different than the Spartan? It's just that we happen to have the technology to do that at, at minus seven months instead of at plus three hours. What's the difference? That's a, that's a viable human being. Being. No function. There's no function. Can't see, can't hear, can't do anything. I agree. That's is it a being? Of course it's a being. It's a living being. I don't understand. What do you think's in there? But if being doesn't count, which is panemius, then off it. Because it's all about function. That's all that matters. That's a very heavy place to go. And that's where the Western world is right now. Because they've lost sight of being. And they just live in accordance with function. This thing has no being. All it does is Function. And this is what's worshipped. this and things like it. Being is what it's about.. Please. Yeah at seven months a baby has no no, no no I'm talking two months oh, you're talking seven months, two months a baby could be born and um, yeah, you know with, with the, proper medical care etc yeah. could, could be viable Mesh yeah. Urbainu was born after, after six because you said like, like they aborted it they just, uh, because it has no, no people do no tests muscle. on if a woman comes in pregnant today it's very common for a person to do a test and if the baby is not well so they then end the pregnancy do I understand the anguish of the parents in such a situation, et cetera, et cetera? Are there times when halacha will allow you to do that if the baby is dangerous for the mother, even if that means the emotional health of the mother? There's no question there, 100 percent, right? But but it's it's a it's a decision that's made very seriously based on all sorts of criteria about the relative the relative needs of the mother and the baby and the the health of the mother, et cetera. Okay. But just because it's inconvenient? No, we don't kill people because it's inconvenient. What if the mother's thinking that... Uh... Well, let's not go there because that's not our topic. Okay? You want oh. to... Okay? Th- th- I'm talking about it generally. Okay. Right? Not specifically. Okay? So there are times... Ta- Ju- Judaism is not anti-abortion. We are not Catholics. There are times when it is mutter to have an abortion. Right? Okay. Seder. But it's not a means of birth control. And it's not a means of convenience to avoid having to deal with something difficult in life, right? But there are situations where a Rob will say this mother will crack, and we're going to abort the baby, hundred uh, percent. Like that's happened, right? Okay. Or the father will. I mean, you know, <laughs> the father less the, less the father simply because the baby's not in the father at the time. It's much more an issue of the mother because the baby and the mother are obviously together. Okay. <coughs> so Qadashborak is one. One being. And all aspects of his being are in a state of absolute unity and in a state of absolute incorporation with all the other aspects of his being. And so he's essentially in a state of echad hashem Echad. Oh. Okay. Therefore, Hadain Shayek, it's not relevant. Shasekel Mugbal, that limited intellect, the of the created beings, Yukal Lasig, Amiti are able to comprehend the true reason of mitzvahs. So there are mitzvahs that are clothed in sechel, but they're, they're and they're clothed in the Abishir Sechel. They're also clothed in our sechel because they're clothed in his, but the that which resonates in our sechel is not necessarily that which resonates in his because infinite is different than finite. Who, Ukamesha Kosuv, as it says, Begris Akkadish, the altar rabbi writes, Shetame mitzviz leiniz galu, the true reasons of mitzviz are not revealed, and they're beyond intellect and understanding. Vagambe, and and also, Using the language of the Mishnah that we say at the end of Korbonis. And also, Beizum in whatever place, and if there happens to be a particular place, Shinizgala, that it is revealed, when Piresh, and explained, Ezetam amuvan lanu that is understood to us at first glance. In a ze, this reason, muvan lanu, that is understood to us, ain't a isn't the ultimate reason for the mitzvah? The ultimate reason for the mitzvah is hidden away from us. Somewhere in the intellect of a Kaddish Baruch. What does it look like up there? How do I know? And it's such an important thing to understand so that then when you wait, because what happens often in regarding a mishpat, a person will figure out intellectually how for whatever reason, and I'll be human intellect, it might be a very good reason. This particular mitzvah isn't applicable now. <coughs> if you apply that logic, Robin Hood might be a good guy. In the non-Jewish world, Robin Hood is a hero. By us, he's Stamaganev. Why? You're not allowed to steal. Ah, you're stealing from bad guys? Who says you're allowed to steal from bad guys? Right. Are there ever instances where you're allowed to take something from someone without them saying, yes, please take it? You, yes, there are definitely such instances. Bastin will do it. Right? Bastin can confiscate property from people. Is no question. Okay. Fine. The king can do it. Right? But I think it's what's it called, ultimate domain in in, in, in law, right? Government, eminent,
1: eminent, eminent domain. domain, thank you,
0: right? The, the governments can do it, right? Governments can take away your house if they want to build a road. Okay, so the king can take away your house if he wants to build a road. There's Parliament. rules. Oh, I'm sure there's rules in eminent domain in most countries, right? Fine. Okay. So that's not called stealing. That's just part of the legal system. Okay. But stop going up to people who you think aren't nice people and shouldn't have as much money as they have and taking it because you think it's more reasonable that it belongs to someone else, that it belongs to someone else, so that we don't do, yeah? But with... No, 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 we're not going, no, we're not, not, okay, we can't do this every time. You can't come once every four days and then find all sorts of interesting side topics that you're interested in. I brought as an example of something. We're not going to get into the example as a philosophical discussion. That's not what's happening, okay? Mm -hmm. We can't do that. after class, we can do it forever. But not in class. Okay? So, we don't steal because God said so. Neto. So now, how do I figure out if there ever is a time where you're allowed to take something away from someone else without their approval? You look in Shulchan Aruch and see what God's will is relative to that. It has nothing to do with your seichel. Your seichel has to understand the law in Shulchan Aruch. Right? But, now, there are situations where we talk about someone grabbing something, if there's certain money that's in a state of doubt regarding a din Torah, a certain uh, uh, legal proceeding that people have with each other, and one of them grabs it, okay, so that, that creates a certain halachic reality. It right? might be harder for the other one to get it back. Okay, fine, there's such things. Well, what are they? Well, look in Shulchan Aruch. It has nothing to do with what human intellect thinks is reasonable, even though the laws of theft are, you know, reasonable. But again, well, ultimately the source of it is the zratzen, whatever he wants. And if you find that the is is not what your reason understands, well that's the way it goes, isn't it? Rel- even relative to a realm of halacha that, that is understandable. The Inyan this idea, another Rebbe says something very interesting, and that it, it's obvious because we're doing it right now. Shahatama lanu <laughs> that this reason that's understood by us, Ainu Satam, is not the ultimate reason for the law, for this particular mitzvah? Muvangamba Sekalaneshi. Even human intellect understands that the source of the mitzvah is beyond human intellect. I mean human intellect itself understands that. It's not a difficult idea. Human intellect understands simply that limited intellect doesn't have the ability to comprehend the wisdom of a Kodesh Baruch is beyond limitation. Finite wisdom can't understand infinite wisdom. That's pretty posh it. Human intellect, finite wisdom understands that. Okay, that's why we read this. and we don't, I, I, I don't think anybody finds this hard to understand or agree with. It just has to be revealed to us. Have to, someone has to say, oh, this is the way it is. And you go, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. But most people don't think about it. Most people really do relate to a mishpat as something that human intellect understands and, so to speak, the Torah is in line with human intellect. No, human intellect is in line with the Torah. That's a completely different state of being. V'ad Raba, au contraire, the opposite is true. On the contrary. <laughs> that's how you're supposed to say it in English. On the contrary. <laughs> again, the Rabbi de- 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 borrowing the language of the Mishnah. <laughs> the fact that in any particular place, meaning there are certain places, that it's revealed, and explained, something that's understood by us. Pella that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Pela is something wondrous. Right. that's amazing. There's actually a level of human, there's, there's something that human intellect can understand about God's will, even if, even if we understand that we don't understand everything about it, but there's certain aspects of God's will that will actually resonate in human intellect, that, that's absolutely astounding. Okay, well, what God did, because he likes us. It's only an expression of Kaddish Baruch chesed is tremendous love that also the intellect of a human being will have understanding of this. And even after as a result of the loving kindness of Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's revealed and expressed and explained some sort of reason that's understood by us. How do you do it? It's understood. Mm. A mitzvah. The tam is only relative to the general mitzvah. Pratim. And not the details. Which is really also very interesting. Right? The deepest ideas that we understand. We, are, we, we understand the general idea. Ten spheres. There's ten spheres. Okay, amazing. And there's chesed and there's kvura and there's, okay. Why are there ten? No clue. Why is this? It was all explained a mitzvah. Say a mitzvah is a particular expression of chesed, stock is shayach to chesed, and it's an expression of chesed, and, is, and, and the, the, the vitality of the mitzvah is drawn from that level of godliness, as opposed to other mitzvahs, which would be shayach more to gvura, to din, etc. Okay. I can understand very, very sophisticated things about that. Why? Why is it that that expresses that, and that expresses it this way, and that way? Why is that? Why did the Kaddish Baruch choose to do it that way? I have no idea. Have no clue, right? So I have a general understanding of the way things work, but the the, the details of it all? How am I supposed to know? Why? And, and the simplest understanding is why there are ten spheres. I don't know, there are ten spheres because God decided there's going to be ten spheres. Why did he decide ten? How? I haven't got a clue. Now, he decided 10, so you have 10 fingers and 10 toes, and you count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and then you say 10, and if you had, if there were 12 spirits, so you'd count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, something else, something else, and then 10, and 10 would mean one unit at one group of 12s and zero units. That's what 10 would mean, so that isn't what 10 means. 10 means one group of 10, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> one group of tens and zero units. That's what the number one zero means. Okay, what would it mean if there were twelve spheres? It would mean one group of twelve and zero units. What if there were eight spheres? Then we'd count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten. One group of eight and zero units. So how do we count? Why? I don't know. But why do we count ten? Well, we count ten because reality is ten. Why is reality ten? Oh, that's what God did. So now we might come to a, we, the idea of one and zero, which you and I call ten, so a perfectly reasonable idea, okay. <clears throat> but what does that really represent? One group of something and zero units. So in base five, one, two, three, four, ten. One group of fives and zero units. That's I mean you know anybody who studied any rudimentary math can understand that, okay. <clears throat> it's base 5. I mean, the computers evidently are what? Base 1. It's all zeros and 1's, right? In computer... 2? Base 2. 0, 1. Ah, 1. So, we're talking 1 exists, right. And, and uh, 0. Whatever 0. Okay. So, it's just a bunch of zeros and 1's. Okay. However that works. I have no clue. It's past my time. I mean, I know how to press a button and make email show up, but I don't, you know, don't know how it works inside. Okay. Fine. So, so, uh, amazing? It's all base 2 for some reason everything you know all things being equal we think in base 10, why? because there's 10 spheres why are there 10 spheres? God decided there should be 10 why didn't he decide there should be 12? I don't know, ask him why not 14? 14 would be cool I like 14 okay, you'd have 7 fingers on each hand you could do more things I think how fast kids would type on their cell phones if they had 7 fingers on each hand be amazing how fast they'd be. Imagine what a Bach concerto could stand, would sound like on a piano if you were playing with 14 fingers instead of five. Why, 10, wow, unbelievable, right? Can you imagine? Some guy playing electric guitar, rock and roll with his seven fingers up here, going all that stuff, screeching away. Amazing, okay. Why are there ten? Oh. There's ten? God said so. We understand all sorts of amazing things within the context of that, but what's really interesting is the basis of it all. I mean, you know, the, the ultimate, I mean, the rabbi calls it the details because it's it's true, the detail. I mean, why is it really like this? I don't know. I just know generally it is like this, so this is the way it works, and this is what this mitzvah expresses, and this mitzvah expresses, and this mitzvah expresses. Why? I oh. don't Kachem. Shemikolzeh moving from all of this is understood. Shemitzad Ham in terms of the I'm sorry, Shegam Ham Mitzvahs, the Edis and Mishpatim, even the Mitzvahs of Edis and Mishpatim, those Mitzvahs which resonate in Seichel. Heim Kamechukim, they're like a Chokle Gabenu. They don't truly understand them. There's just an aspect of them which is clothed in Seichel. But the Mitzvah Be'etzim is the rodson of a Kaddish Boruchu. Me Kevin Shegam Tameya Mitzvahs. That because even the reasons of the mitzvah, shemitat chokhmah is baruch, that come as a result of a kaddish baruch who is chokmah, heim in Ivraim, they are beyond the intellect of created reality. You can't understand really why it is. Via izu. Furthermore, shem ritzanecho. They're also ritzanecho. They're chuke and they're ritzanecho. Right? Meaning. So as chayk mean? The Rebbe says. That really, they're beyond tamvadas. Even if they're clothed in tamvadas, they're beyond tamvadas. In the, in intellect, meaning they the intellect of it is beyond our intellect. But that that's the choik of it. Hukei and then ritzenecha is and their, their source is really even beyond the chokmah of a baruch It's the roots of a baruch hu. Hukei ritzenecha. Viseh mi zul shem ritzenecha. Ritzenei is barach Shalamayla gam michochmasi is barach. The Ratzon of Akkadish Baruch, Hu, which is beyond the Chokhmah of Akadish Baruch. Hu. Ratzon is a deeper place in you. Why is it a deeper place in you? Because so to speak it's a deeper place in the Abhishda. Vzeo, and this is the Mashi and now we understand what did the yavanim want. Bikshu Lavida mi They wanted to move us away from Hukerutseinnechho. They wanted to move us away from any state of reality that was Lamailamina Chokhmah, because that they broke out in high in hives, if just with the thought of something being beyond intellect because they worshipped intellect and were very impressed by intellect it also it relates to all mitzvahs because the Yavanim wanted to the godly sensitivity in mitzvahs you want to do mitzvahs? no problem Every society has certain behavior patterns that are part of its history and, and things that they do and find a certain significance, no problem. Hello, No. We want you to do mitzvahs in a completely dry, unfeeling way, then you're okay. The Greek loves that. The Greek in me loves that. He has no problem with that. He just doesn't want me to get excited about Lucus and think that there's really a God that I can actually relate to and talk to and have a relationship with. That the Greek is very challenged by, including the Greek in me. The Greek in me, I, the Greek in me, for whatever reason. Right, you know. Again, it depends on you know circumstance, etc. Especially in today's world, right? But the, the Greek and someone who's who's defined by the world as an Orthodox Jew. So uh, you know, what's that Greek trying to get them to do? Not do mitzvahs. Okay, you know, relative to certain mitzvahs, maybe it'll be that far, but my, that's not the issue. You know, the, the Jew's going to do mitzvahs. He's going to get up in the morning. He's going to daven. Do, what does the Greek want? They should be completely soulless and dry, right? and then the Greek wins right. person can daven and look at their cell phone at the same time right. they'll finish davening Shema so the first thing they do is take out their cell phone and start looking at it and either playing a game or sending a message it's bizarre right. I don't want to be crass but this is the muscle that Chazal used and so I can use it I just won't let it be on this we'll pause it we anyway, made it last right. night what? they made it look yesterday I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. No, they don't. Yeah, it's they vegetables. It's, it's not salad. I don't, know. It's, I don't know. It can't all be just the, the water that comes out of the tomatoes. <laughs> 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 okay. You can the straws. Okay. Blend it. Make like vegetable smoothies. <laughs> no, okay. No, no. Ki uh, what do Yovanim want? or lachor chasvesholim Yisrael asahergeshe luchish be mitzvahs. The Avanim, and that—that's why Hanukkah is such an incredibly important holiday, and that's why Hanukkah is such a chesedish holiday, because the whole Indian in the Greek was that a person should should be dry and dead in their relationship with the Abraham. It doesn't mean they don't do mitzvahs. They'll do mitzvahs, but they're not alive with it. Shekola mitzvah same chachmasu yizbarach that all the mitzvahs are the wisdom of a kaddish baruch shelemaylem that are beyond human intellect. And that's the Chukai, like we said. Right? Meaning they are chokma, but they're beyond our wisdom. That's the Also, They also wanted to uproot the sensitivity of the Mitzvah, that they're the Ritzay Nezbarach, that they come from a place even higher than his chokma, which is Ritzay So that's Pshat and what the Greeks wanted to do. So, now we're going to see, the Rebbe's going to explain in that short little hay, which is really amazing. So explain, so how is that expressed by being right, That's what the Rebbe's going to express right now, explain right now. Right? Because that's what we're trying to explain, right? We said that, that we said they were they went into the they they we, we explained it at first by saying it's a very, very high level of, of Kedusha, because it's hachel is a high level of Kedusha, and sheman is even higher than that. Okay. <coughs> but what does it mean, Mamish, based on what we just said, what does it mean mamish in a Veda? Rebbe says an amazing thing. And in this it's understood the language of the Gemara. Yuvanim La Heikel Timu it's from the Gemara and Shabbos that when the Yevani entered into the Hekel they defiled all the oils of the Hekel. So what's that? So what's that in Panemius and Chassidus? Now again, as we said earlier in the Maim, do the Greeks understand Chassidus? No. So the, so the Greek goes in there and says, "Hmm, I'm going to be matama all the shem and shabhei because that means like this in Chassidus, and that's what I'm trying to." Of course, he doesn't understand that. But, guiding these events and causing things to happen, he's causing them to happen in such a way that we will understand what's really happening in Panemius. So the Greek goes in there and he does what he does with no understanding of what that means on a deeper level, but he's doing it in order to teach us what's really happening. The is orchestrating that event. When they came into the heichel, he Hestad lavenis amsu they worked very hard le tamas shmanim to defile the oil pertaining at zechah special messisrael in order to defeat the jewish people oh why chegel hu bina veshman hu chokhma hegel is bina what's bina what you understand your intellectual world ani mayvin Bina is where you start. Chochmah is the source of your consciousness, but it's not yet conscious you. That's why Chochmah is bitl. Right? Where do you begin? Bina. Again, the source of that is Chochmah. That's why there's no conjugation of the verb Chochmah. There's no Anich Chokeim. You know, in in Lashnah Kodesh you can conjugate anything. Right? Just, you, know, you can conjugate any word and turn it into a verb. Right? In modern Hebrew, there's a verb called Lehizdan which means walking up and down Rehov dizengaf in Tel Aviv. That's called lehiz <laughs> dan because you, you can turn anything into a verb. That's the way the language works. That's a reasonable, personally reasonable per- perfectly reasonable verb. lehiz dan geif. To dizengaf Right. Okay. That means to walk up and down Rehov dizengaf which used to be a thing to do. I don't know whether it still is. I'm not sure. Right? Okay. So you, there are lehit chakem, to be clever, but there's no ani and a cow form of chacham. Why? There's no me yet. Where do I come into the picture? Bin. Ani mevin. I understand. Bina is the beginning of human consciousness, right? And that's so to speak like the heichol, the, the, the 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 palace of your conscious reality. Comes from That is called bina. And what's shaman? Shaman, everybody knows shaman is Chochma. She'lamay l'miseichel de'bina, which is beyond the Seichel de'bina. Canal sefbe, she's Shemen ubechina's k'ydish. It's k'ydish, something transcendent, which is Chochma. Therefore, what they want to do, let's just see this and we'll stop. We'll finish this paragraph. Locking timu kol l'shmanim she'behechel. They want it to be matame the Chochma shababina. We'll talk about what that is. Right? That, that's what they're trying to do. The shababina, the Shemen in the Heichel. In order to bring about their desires, their initiative. And what's their initiative? Right, they're, they're to make us forget your Torah, to move us away from being sensitive to the godliness and mitzvahs. will do all this mitzvahs. I don't know what makes sense. Right? Gives meaning to life, makes sense, gives order to life, creates a, a feeling of peoplehood and common goals and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So what Shem and Eichel, It's such an amazing idea. Chochma Shababina. Bina is what you understand. Chochma is the source of that. Chochma is naked intellect. The ability to understand something. The ability to connect to something intellectually—that's chokhmah, which I don't really have a lot of control over, right? I have, I have a certain amount of control over what I understand because I, you know, I'll study whatever I want to study, so I understand whatever it is I'm interested in understanding. Though there are things I might not be able to understand. Okay, but chokhmah is just sort of, you know, intellect—more I mean, of it, less of it, whatever it happens to be. Chokhmah shababina is how we think how you process information. If the Greek can get you to process information like he wants you to, then you can learn anything. And you'll never never see the other in it. You can learn chassidus. You'll just turn it into some intellectual activity of understanding, you know, metaphysical mathematics. That's Shem and How you think how you process information. If you process information like the Greeks, they're very smart, the Greeks. So they knew if they can get us to think like they do, then it doesn't matter what we learn. We'll just turn it into external, dry, intellectual sand. Which doesn't grow anything if we learn like a yid learns what has a yid learn a yid, the, the, the way we think is looking for lukus in everything that the, the, the intellect is, is understood as a vehicle for revealing reality beyond intellect that's what intellect is jewish intellect That's what we talked about, two crowns. You get a crown for Nasa, a crown for Nishma. Why do you get a crown for Nishma? You get a crown for Nishma because even the Nishma, even the intellectual understanding is an expression of connecting to somewhere beyond intellect and bringing that into intellect. Because if it's in my intellectual reality, it's part of me, consciously it makes a much greater effect on me. has a much greater effect on me. It's exactly the opposite of the Greek. The Greek has no problem, you know, the, the, the way you guys were talking about yes, we I mean, came up yesterday, I mean, I talked about, you guys talked about, about you know, the, the Judaic Studies Department in the university, or even the, 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 the in Hebrew University, there's a, a Jewish Mysticism Department, you know, great scholars studying Jewish Mysticism. It started, started way back with someone named Gershom Sholem, and he had his students, and they kept it going, and these are people sitting and studying Kabbalah, and sitting studying Zohar and all sorts of stuff. I remember once when I was first here in Eretz Yisrael, so Gershom Shalom was still around. He was like the father of all of this, uh, you know, he used to call it shock in Judaism because it was shock in publications. used to publish all these books. So... Uh, so he, you know, Jewish mysticism. So if you, if you went into the, the hippie bookstore anywhere in America, so the, the the Jewish section would have a lot of books written by him and would have, you know, Hasidic tales of Martin Buber and all this sort of stuff. That was the, the Jewish section in the hippie bookstore. So, so and it was all shocking publishing. That's who published all this stuff. So Gershon Shalom was a, he made incredible mistakes in his understanding of, of, of Kabbalah and Hasidists, evidently. But, uh, I mean, Hasidus, that much I can understand. His understanding of Kabbalah, so I don't notice the mistakes, because I'm not a Makubal. But, but uh, you know, people who understand things much greater than I do would say that he was, you know, just completely off the mark. But, but that being said, he studied. He was a very bright person. He studied it for years and years. And he once spoke in Yerushalayim. And, and I, I went with a friend, because we were sort of interested to hear what this guy had to say. Because here's this non-religious 80-year-old German Jew Who's been studying Kabbalah for the last, you know, fifty-five years? Like, how are you not shem or Shabbos? Like, how does this work? <laughs> uh, I mean, you're learning about godliness all day long. So, <clears throat> so he said the ultimate Greek line. It was amazing. So, some guy got up and asked him. A guy with a yarmulke got up and asked him the question. He said, "How can you study this and not believe in any of it?" So he said, "You know, German accent. Don't be an idiot. I'm a historian." Does it, someone studying Roman history have to wear a toga? That was his answer. Greek. If you think a certain way, then nothing will affect you. And that's exactly what that's exactly what the Rebbe says. The Greeks the Greeks are very smart. Get him thinking that way, he can sit and learn Kabbalah for fifty-five years all day long and write books. That zero effect. Right? Zero effect. It's the ultimate Death. It's the Greek. This is what Greeks are about. Right? I mean, I, I, you know, I, it's so funny. Someone sent me an article yesterday. Someone sent me an article yesterday. I just read a little bit of it, but it, it was so fascinating. It was a... He must have been English. I don't know. I have to look it up and see who the guy was. I also didn't even notice what he did. I didn't look at his name. Was he Jewish or not Jewish? they just because it it was in the middle of the article that he wanted me to see. It was a a psychologist writing about the way that Hasidim relate to stories about their Rebbeim. And looking at it in a completely dry, godless, psychological way. So he, why'd someone send? Because it happens to be that he quotes a number of amazing stories about the Rebbe. I, I never heard them. I mean, unbelievable stories about the Rebbe curing people. And, so, and then he writes at the end of every story, and of course the people who follow him, you know, he never says, he mentions Rabbi the first time, and then after it's just the last name. The followers of you know, the Rebbe's last name will attribute this to supernatural powers and it has absolutely nothing to do with nature and and just like these complete morons who aren't as smart as me and understand reality (laughs) as clearly as I do will misinterpret this event and think that it actually has something to do with supernatural powers because the the Rebbe A couple of them were mezuzah stories, right, you know, fix a mezuzah and every time the word in the mezuzah that was puzzled was relevant to the disease that the person had and of course these morons will have the psychological need to connect this to the supernatural powers of this completely limited human being going on. It just, it was so, you know, he's just writing this as if this is so self-understood that, you know, any normal person will understand so here's a person who can encounter an amazing story of the Rebbe and instead of going wow that's really interesting I wonder how that works like that's wild doesn't move him one inch to have any sensitivity to any reality outside of his own all he does is analyze it from his point of view with no awareness of the fact, I mean, he's aware of the fact that there is another point of view, which is he is belittling in the article about the deep psychological need of these idiots who have to believe in all this stuff. Why? Why? Well, he's taught to think a certain way and so he's just not open to any other, he's not open to the story as the story could be understood if he weren't such a Greek if he wasn't taught to think a certain way. So he'll just think about, meaning the idea that the story actually happened and and that there is a person who did that, that that completely goes past him. All he's interested in is the psychological response of the people who heard the story. But wait, what about your psychological response? When you heard the story, what is it? (laughs) That doesn't enter into the picture at all. All It's fascinating. And that, that the Rebbe says that, this line is like the whole, my, it's so amazing. If the Greek gets us to think a certain way, he wins. We'll hear anything and won't be affected by it. Right? People hear a story, they immediately will ask a question in the story or try to find a way that the story doesn't affect them. Right? Ah, but that's a story about the rabbi, and I'm not a rabbi. Oh, okay. So I'll tell you a story about a chossah. So, you tell a story about him. Yeah, but he grew up in the way he grew up. uh, And so, it's just not relevant to me because I didn't grow up that way. Okay. Okay. Fine. Go drink some tea. Or, whoa. What can I learn about reality from that story that I didn't know yet? Okay, that's a different way of looking at it. It comes from the state of Bittle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have a wonderful Shabbos. We'll see you, B'shem, Monday morning. I will do my best right. to be here Monday morning. The it's plan okay. is I'm here Monday morning. What? I'll see you in the afternoon. Did I say intro Ukraine? But I want to see Yeah, that I'll, see you. I'll see you in the see you. <clears> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shalom I don't, don't I don't know if Greeks tried to like attribute ideas to the hook-in.